Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Hey girl, welcome to a new episode of The Fearless Mujer. So excited that you're back to join me for another cup of virtual cafecito. Today's episode is all about healing, the healing process, the journey. What does it look like and why it's important for you to heal and how it truly helps you empower those around you. So Daisy Gomez joins me to talk about healing. She is a first-generation bilingual licensed Latina therapist, clinical trainer, speaker, and adjunct professor with over a decade of experience treating diverse populations in a variety of clinical settings. She specializes in helping adults with anxiety, depression, and healing from traumatic life experiences through culturally sensitive evidence-based practices. Daisy is passionate about destigmatizing mental health and normalizing the use of culturally affirming trauma-informed therapeutic services trainings and professional consultations. Guys, she's amazing and she loves cafecito. So, you know, we talked about our cafecito during our cafecito chat. We talked about tacos too, because how do you put two Latinas in a room and you don't talk about the foods you love and your cafecito? So anyway, I hope you enjoy this episode. I believe it's truly going to bless you and inspire you and more than anything, move you into healing because healing is so important it's necessary, it's powerful, and there is no shortcut to healing. So this is such a great cafecito chat. I ask you to please share it with your amigas who really need to go through their own healing. And I think one thing I will share is that we are never fully done healing, right? We're never, it's not set in stone. I think the process of healing evolves, right? When you've healed, there's always more healing, especially when you've gone through that trauma. So I pray that this episode blesses you. You can check out Daisy on Instagram at encuentrate.cc. So that's on Instagram. The handle is E-N-C-U-E-N-T-R-A-T-E dot C-C. So this is her new IG account for her practice. Go ahead and give her a follow. And then you can check out what she's doing. She's in Chicago. So if you're in Chicago, you're looking for a therapist, go to Daisy's website, check her out, www.encuentratecc.com. I will add those links in the show notes for you so that you can easily click on them and access that. All right, girl, God bless. Welcome to the Fearless Mujer Podcast. I'm Micaela, the voice behind the mic and the creator of this podcast. I'm the author of the book, Dear Fearless Mujer, You Were Created for More, where I share my raw journey of healing, finding my voice, and true identity. Amiga, I'm truly on a mission 
to empower Latinas everywhere to know that their setbacks, pain, trials, and heartache cannot stop them from stepping into their God-given purpose. On this podcast, I'll empower you to let go of your limiting beliefs so you can step into your confidence and never have to dim your light again. Girl, this is your space to shine. No matter what season of life you find yourself in, here you'll be equipped with tools that will help you heal, accomplish your goals, and dream big so you can impact those around you. And if you've been looking for your tribe, well, you just found it. Girl, just like you, I'm a busy mujer. I'm balancing life, marriage, motherhood, and business. One cup of cafecito at a time. But I also know that being in community is so powerful. The Fearless Mujer is not just a podcast. It's a sisterhood. And together we'll dive into this journey of life, motherhood, business, and whatever else you got going on. So you ready? Grab your cafecito and let's do this. Welcome to another episode of the Fearless Mujer. So excited that you're here. Thank you for joining me for another cup of virtual cafecito. I'm excited. I'm always excited to talk to you again. And I actually have a really amazing mujer on the podcast who wasn't a mastermind, a business program. And that's how I met her. We were in there together. And it was so amazing just to connect with other business Latinas. Daisy, welcome. Can you please tell listeners all about you? And I usually ask, what's your favorite food? But Daisy was over here talking about cafecito and canela. And okay, so you're you're in Chicago. I am originally from Chicago, but now I'm in Texas. Oh. Oh. Uh, the coffee, wait, I don't want to, I don't want to like promote. I'm not getting paid for that. But there is a <laughs> restaurant that used to be my clubbing spot all the time back in the day. Um, and that was Lalo's in Berwyn. Or Ooh, it's literally like a mile side. away from me. Okay, well, that was the place like long time ago when I when I used to fit in size five jeans. It but, still is a place. Okay, okay. well, it's Great still a place for Latino business. Yes, their coffee had canela in it, and it was so good. So I don't know if they make it different now, but that's what I remember about mm-hmm. it that they would put canela in their coffee. So you were talking about cafecito with canela. So tell me, what do you love about cafecito with canela? Oh, bueno. Okay. Well, if you know, um, well, let me introduce myself first. Yes, right? please. Because I got straight into the cafecito. <laughs> then we'll get, we'll get into the good stuff. <laughs> Cafe de Olla is a must for those of you who do not know what it is. I'll, I'll tell you all about it. Well, thank you again for having me. My name is Daisy Gomez. I am a licensed clinical professional counselor. But before even being that, I am a first-generation Latina, hija de inmigrantes mexicanos. Um, I'm a sister. I'm a tia of two beautiful boys. Um, I'm in, you know, I'm a mental health advocate. Um, and then by choice and profession and trade, I am a licensed therapist here in the state of Illinois. Um, I've been in the field for like almost 10, more than 10 years now. I just realized the other day that wow. I've been in the mental health, behavioral health field for 10 years now. That's and amazing. Such a blessing. Um, on top of, you know, being able to serve the Latino community and being able to serve others through therapy services, I am an adjunct professor at one of the universities here in, in Chicago. Wow. So I've been blessed to also um, teach master level future therapists in their program. And that in itself is is just a guy. That's, that's pretty amazing. Like, wow, I'm sitting here with a professor. That's cool. See, una profesora, right? Like, <laughs> I'm a you know, it, profesora Daisy. 
That's what they call me from Sora Gomez. But um, it really is an honor to be able to like represent diversity in higher education and more so Chicago is a city of like, I mean, most most places are, but it's a city of big need with mental health services, right? As you know, there aren't enough mental health therapists that speak Spanish or are culturally competent. And so being honored to be able to train other therapists or future therapists by providing them with a class is just like, wow, it, wow. It, it really is. It, it's it's part of the movement of representation and being able to um, just kind of fill a little bit of a gap that's yeah a big gap like seriously and how how much in our community is mental health needed you know my daughter has gone to therapy for a couple of years and her therapist is latina and it's just like oh i love just seeing you know our culture represented and you know my daughter's half latina but she's full latina because i've been raising her Yes, so yes. it's you know she res she really resonates so much to her therapist like it's this comfort because you know her mom's Latina so I think it's important it's so important exactly what you're saying and thank you for sharing that it's it's just such a pleasure and an honor to be sitting here with you because you are really a mujer to admire thank just you. just to know like wow like you know you have accomplished so much and I think it's just growing up either I was having this conversation with someone last time if if we saw someone that looked like us or was similar to us you like had to watch Marimar or something you know and I yeah oh girl yes oh my god those were so good and so it was either that and like I used to watch um Full House so you have these two cultures right because you're you're here and so it's nice to see more women like us in spaces and like wow so it's it's amazing I'm I love that and I admire you for just everything that you've done um and so the reason I really got into the whole cafecito was because we are going to be talking about healing today so I do want to lighten up the mood before we like kind of dive into that yes so let Um, me tell you about my favorite drink (laughs) And that is Café de Olla. So I'm from Jalisco. That's where my parents are from. And so they, I don't know, but I can't say any other part of Mexico, but they have the best Café de Olla. And I only like to go home to Mexico for el café. Like the fact wow. that they, you boil the water con la canela y luego el piloncillo. And like you, that's the water for your coffee. It is the best coffee ever. Oh, um, I love and it. And it has like that warm comfort feeling attached to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never tried the cafe from Lalo's, okay? But I don't know if they changed it, but it was coffee good. there. <laughs> um, but Chicago has maybe like one other spot that has the best cafe de olla. That's not well, obviously, just one other place, and it's in Little Village. This little, little, little restaurant in Little Village. Oh wow! So I'm on the hunt for good cafe de olla. That's well, P.S. That was my hood over there, so I know they got good tacos over there too. <laughs> they have good tacos, and they have they have good everything. To be quite honest, but. yes, they do. Well, thank you, Daisy. Um, so yeah, this episode is not about uh, where to get your coffee, but we just want to throw that in there for you. I did anyway. <laughs> um, so okay, today we are going to be talking about healing, and I think we're talking about healing. It's it can be such a such a scary word for so many people like, oh, I don't want to go there. I don't want to talk about that because the truth about healing is that healing hurts. Mm-hmm. Healing is not easy. Healing is so triggering and it really 
I think when you start healing, you can start healing from one thing. And then all of a sudden, there's all these other things that you're like, whoa, I haven't dealt with that, you know. And so what I'd like to ask you is, what would you say is so important and so key when beginning a personal healing journey? Wow. It's a great question and a full loaded question. So I'm going to try to keep it concise, right? But you're absolutely right. Healing is not easy. It can be painful, right? But I think one of the things that, or the first thing to remember is as you're starting your healing journey, right? Yes, it can be intimidating. And so I'm highly recommending that you remember that you're not alone, right? You're not alone in this journey, right? Um, you have community support, you have your social of support, whether it's your church group, your Bible group, your business group, right? Um, but you also have professional support. And I think that's the part that a lot of people, you know, yes, you can start your, your healing journey on your own, right? But at some point, I highly recommend that you seek a professional, such as yeah. a therapist, a social worker, a psychologist, someone that's in the field and it's highly qualified, right? Like myself to guide you and walk you through it so that you can, you know, go through it all and be consistent and stick to it, right? Um, because it's not easy. And so, we have to remember that you you're the only one responsible for your healing. Wow. You're the That's only so one responsible for it, right? You're not responsible for what happened to you. You're not responsible for the trauma that you possibly could have endured, right? You're only responsible for your own healing. And so that can be really scary, like taking on a huge task like that, right? Or even thinking about it can be really scary. And so being very mindful of like finding a qualified therapist or social worker or clinician that's going to work with you, right? That you feel is competent, culturally competent enough and sensitive for you to be open and vulnerable to be guided, right? And part of that is also like be open to surrendering and wow. letting go and giving in, right? And and having someone guide you through that as well. Um, but ultimately, the work is going to be your work, right? Um, oh. So remembering that you're not alone. There's professional help there, right? Um, and you're going to do the work, and it's your work, right? Um, the second thing that I want to, you know, kind of emphasize when it's when we're starting a healing journey. Um, it's not linear. And you hear this a lot, right? It's not linear. It's not a straight path. It's not like, you know, it's a from beginning to end. It is messy. It's yes. It's oh my down, goodness. Highs and lows. And it's not perfect. And it isn't about perfection, really. Um, it is about progress and growth, right? Um, and with that, you have to remember that tapping into what you kind of shared or how you described healing, right? It's multidimensional, right? Mm -hmm. Healing encompasses your mental health, right? Your emotional health, right? Your physical health and your spiritual health, right? So it's yeah. a mind, body, and soul relationship. Whether you want to acknowledge that it's going to work, it's going to tie itself into that, it's really up to you, but it really does. It's so many components at once, right? And so what just when you're feeling like something's getting better, something else may not be, you know, um, all that great. But it's part of the journey. And that's why it is a journey, right? And yeah. it's not, uh, you know, start here and here. And then that's it. Kind I love of that. That's so good because I think also people healed differently where like one person could be really mad. And I, I feel like when you're healing, you go through different like Aces. emotions, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. you know, and I can, I can speak from my personal experience that. 
you can be so angry. You can then be happy. It's I don't want to say it in this way, but it's so up and down like a roller coaster. That's it's really what it roller is. Roller coaster. Yeah, yeah, that's really what it is. And and really confronting. And I will say this. I think that a lot of times the reason and and I don't want to say it in a mean way, but I think it's so true and so important. The reason that sometimes because that's what I, I want to ask you next is like, why do you think it's hard for people to really dive into that healing, right? That inner healing. I think sometimes we don't want to go there because it's almost like ripping a bandaid off. We're so comfortable in that, in that pain. We're so comfortable in, in what we know. And just from growing up around toxic people, it's so comforting to be in that same toxic environment. But once you're out of it, you're like, whoa. Like I can see clearly, like, wait a minute, like hold on. The light. Like, there's a light. I was never crazy, you know, and, and I'm not, not to say it in that way, but you just see so much about yourself and you start to get to know yourself. And so I think part of like, man, it's so hard, but also it's really confronting so many things and that's so scary. So mm-hmm. my question as like I'm I'm diving into that and I'm really thinking about my story which is why I'm I'm saying it in that way. Um just from experiencing a, a very traumatic experience um which which is in my book so it's not mm-hmm. like a big secret, right? Um so why why do you think women in particular mujeres like why do you think that it's so hard for them to really acknowledge that, yeah, I need to do this healing and actually get serious about it? Yes, um, I have a lot to say about that. But let's start with the fact that sometimes mujeres can't afford to heal. Okay. And I'm going to break that down because it's not only financially, right? It is a financial investment. It is a time investment to make. And if you're you know, to make an hour in the morning for yourself, for your self-reflection, for your journaling, for your meditation, for your prayer time, right? To take an hour out of your week to go to therapy, right? Um, to to figure out how time and money are going to play a huge role, right? They can't afford that in many cases, right? Accessibility is still a limitation, right? How can we access professionals in our communities, right? That are equipped, right? That speak our language, that speak our culture, right? That, you know, that we can relate, Um And then also, I think the other biggest component of that is uh, self-awareness. And that ties into the fact that como mujeres, como Latinas or Latinos or or a lot of, you know, communities of color, we're so much in the survival mode that we cannot imagine or visualize anything better, which is the healing journey. And so that's one of the biggest reasons, right? Yes, of course, it's scary, right? But a lot of people can't even like imagine that you can have a a fulfilling life, a better quality of life, that you can feel emotions, right? That you can feel as much as you can feel sad, you can also feel joy and happiness and peace, right? Um, And so that's where the self-awareness comes in. But you really can't have self-awareness when you're constantly on survival, trying to figure out how you're going to meet your basic needs of like shelter, food, and um just your everyday things, right? And so if your mind and your body are constantly on survival mode, thinking ahead or planning or even visualizing that you can have a better quality life, it's not in the radar and it's not a priority. Wow. Right? Wow. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. That's, no. just, that's so deep. I'm like, wow. 
Yeah, no. And and this is a question that like, you know, everyone should be healing. Everyone should be on this path. Right. Um, And I'm speaking from also a lot of the work that I've seen in in the communities that I worked with here, here in Chicago. Um, And also from like a personal experience, right. Thinking about our, my parents are immigrants, right. They got here when they were like 13, 14 years old. At what point in their lifetime, you know, were they really thinking about, oh, I really want to feel some happiness. And I really want to, you know, tap into how my, you know, crossing the border at that age impacted me later on. Right. Or how, how, how certain patterns and behaviors that I, that they experience now are not normal or not okay. Right. Or not the healthiest. Right. But they can't, they was, they weren't able to see it that way when they were, you know, trying to figure out life day by day. Yeah. I think that's a huge reason why um, a lot of people can't start their healing journey because of that. And even when there's an opportunity to start it, there's so much unknown, right? There's so much that there's so much navigating, first of all, navigating how to even start. And second, um, you can only go by what you hear, right? Or what you others have been telling you. But in most cases, we're stuck around people if we're unhealed, right? We're stuck around, we're, we're vibrating, you know, at the level of yeah. other people that are also not healed, right? Not even aware that they need to work on, on mm-hmm. that inner healing, right? Um, and so if you don't know about it, if you don't, don't know that you can experience it, then you're almost kind of going to avoid it. And who wants to, who wants to go through pain? Who wants to go through suffering? Girl, that's true. No one does it. And I think that's also the other part of like reminding those that are going to start their healing process, right? Like every journey is different for every healing journey is different for everyone, right? Like your experience in your, throughout your healing journey is going to look different than your vecina, than another, Mm -hmm. another, right. And so don't compare your healing process with anyone else. Right. Um, and also keep in mind that like, it is a difficult journey, but it's doable and it's very beneficial. And during that time, you have to be the most compassionate person towards yourself, right? Like take care of your basic needs, right? Are you sleeping? Are you drinking enough water? Are you feeding or, you know, nourishing your body with foods that you love and that give you energy, right? And meeting those needs while you're doing the healing journey is only going to help you, right? Because again, we're going back to you're not, your your central nervous system, your body is not going to think that you're on as much survival, right? And so they're going, you're going to be able to have the accessibility or the ability to kind of like start the emotional healing, right? And deal with all, all the trauma. Wow. Oh my goodness, Daisy. It's I I love everything you shared and I feel like man you could really dive into so much of it in, in such a deeper way. Uh one of the things is like yeah that survival mode where and I want to say this because my dad came from Mexico too so one of the things that I like he raised me after I was 11 so one of the things that I'm so grateful is like I saw a really hard working person right? He, he worked. And even if he was feeling sick or tired, like I saw him get up and go to work and, and that work ethic. Yeah. That work ethic stayed with me. Like, like he came home from work and he didn't just sit on the couch all night, all day, which I don't think is bad by the way. Okay. Like that's a limiting belief. Like like, if you need a nap, I love my naps now that I'm like 39, but he still (laughs) did stuff. So what I'm trying to say is that 
we we see our immigrant parents or grandparents or tios tias and it's so true that in our community we see hard working people but i think that it comes at a cost that i just got to keep going i just got to keep making money i just got to keep food on the table and mm-hmm. i get that but there's never time to then ask wait am i okay and i say this too as someone who has been doing life coaching where like you're dealing with adult women who are like I don't know how to like just sit down and ask myself who I am or am I okay and and I say that as my own personal experience because my healing journey really came I think I don't want to say a blessing in disguise because I I don't wish for anyone to ever go through what I did but I think God was really like hey I'm I'm gonna use this for something greater so mm-hmm. I love what you said, though, because I think that, yeah, it, it does come at a cost to heal. And I think, like, aren't you worth healing? Aren't you worth, like, not, like you said, not being on survival mode? As I'm saying this as someone who was always on fight or flight, fight or flight, yeah. fight or flight. That was like me just because of all the trauma I experienced. So now as someone who's like, okay. I'm unlearning a lot of things, but now as a mother, I'm dealing with a child who's really going through a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. and it triggers me. And I'm like constantly, am I okay? I'm doing my best, you know, like I'm doing my best. And so I, I I love what you said, because I think it's, it's just such a, a very real reflection of like, Hey, first of all, healing doesn't look like the same thing for everyone. So Mm -hmm. don't compare yourself. So thank you for sharing that because I I think it's just so important and and really just a reflection of of where a lot of us come from. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And I think even just the concept of like, I mean, your dad's story resonates with um, a lot of what my mom shared with, I'm the youngest of two. And so they were 18. My parents were 18. They had my sister. So at 18, she would work overnights, come home in the morning, help my sister with homework, get her to school, do the cleaning, do the lunch, nap, and then go back to work, right? And so just that high go, 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 do, do, do uh, lifestyle does cost ultimately one's life, like later on in life, right? And that's why a lot of our community or Latino community um, is also experiencing a lot of the mental health issues later on in their lifetime, right? The anxiety, the depression, um, the diabetes, the high cholesterol, the the medical issues that are coming later on in their lifetime, right? Because when the body is kind of gives in, right? And there is a, a really good book on trauma, and it does talk about how the body physically, literally keeps score of everything that's happened to them, right? Every little trauma, right? And so um, our parents kind of, you know, they did the best that they could. But when we really Mm -hmm. take a look back, and especially, you know, us being, or at least myself being hija de migrantes, like, Mm -hmm. we pick up a lot of those patterns too, right? And even the grind, the grind (laughs) is grind to get ahead, exactly like theirs, right? Like maybe I never, I'm grateful and blessed. I never worked in a factory, right? But I've worked two jobs at a time, right? I've also, you know, multitask school jobs and life, right? And so learning how to, as you mentioned, unlearn a lot of that. And um, that's the hardest part in the, in the learning. Yeah, it really is. 
because we spent so many years learning, right? As a child, right? We're being taught, especially when we're as first generation adults, right? And actually that is the the population of of clients that I work with now in my private practice. Um, We spend our childhood learning things, right? From our parents that we think is right or, you know, whatever patterns they're embedding in us. And then we spent, you know, our early adulthood navigating two worlds, two cultures, sometimes languages, Um, navigating this American world while we're still like, yo soy bien mexicana, you know? Me too, I think. I don't know. I love my tacos. I could eat them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. (laughs) (laughs) I hear you. I hear you. I like my tortillas hechas a mano, but that's so comforting. I don't know. Daisy, I'm sorry. This is my fault. I just start talking about tacos all the time. I see food is a thing here. <laughs> it's my thing. It's it just makes me happy. Um, no, but, you but see I also that's the other part. Like culture heals, and we can yes. have a whole hour on that, right? Because oh my I, god, I'm yes. I'm huge on that language, culture, all of that is so healing, right? Like, and that's yeah. also part of the healing, right? Like a lot of people question, like, why why do I even want to start it, right? But it's 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 a process of like self discovery, right? It's a process of you yeah. connecting back to yourself, right? When we experience a lot in life, and when we're not, when we're experiencing a lot of trauma or or just unhealed wounds, right? We're so dis- connected from yes right like our mind is literally floating in the air that's how I always kind of explain it like our mind is floating and is like that thought bubble and then like our body is like somewhere just like detached from our wow and so part of like being being intentional in your healing process is like knowing that like we're so disconnected from ourselves. We're so disconnected a lot of the times from those around us. Right. Um, And during the healing process, you get to understand who you really are. Right. When you unlayer so many things that don't work for you or that you don't like. Right. When you also get the opportunity to finally experience like calmness in your body. Oh, what does that feel like? Right. When you can wake up and smile and you're like, Oh, Oh, this is a different kind of joy that I've never <laughs> experienced, right? Um, and so again, culture brings you back to who yes. you are and what you were. And again, once you're in that healing process, you get to decide what parts of your culture, what parts of you do you want to go back to, right? What parts yeah. do you want to embrace that will nurture you and will help you with the healing process and that aren't necessarily, you know, um unhealthy patterns and behaviors that we were used to so good yeah so good so as as we're wrapping I want to ask you one last question and that is what about the saying I heard this I'm sure a lot of Latinas have heard this that counselors and psychologists were only for people that were local like what would you yes what would you say about that because I was brought up very much like don't tell people your business and then growing up in the hood that's not a good combination because you already gotta like be try to be tough somehow so what would you say to that yes um okay just because you know therapy conversations and mental health advocacy and education has become popular on TikTok on Facebook and Instagram does not mean that it really has changed in our culture because it's still very much stigmatized right like you are not allowed to do that um but there still is a huge need for us to continue to like educate ourselves right to have these conversations right um to normalize that it's okay right and i think 
bringing it back to, I would always kind of explain to my clients and, and, and still do like, la abuelita te sufría de los nervios. Mm. Se tomaba el tecito and they're like, oh, sí, sí, mi abuela se tomaba el tecito de tila y, el, y el, la velariana y todo. They're gone and give me all the yes. remedies. But if you really think about it, right? Si la abuela tenía nervios, tenía ansiedad, posiblemente tenía ansiedad, posiblemente tenía depresión, wow. ¿verdad? But they coped differently, right? So this is nothing new to our, to us, right? It's just how we've uh, covered it up, right? How we may don't, may not understand it. May, we may just not have the education, right? Um, but therapy no es para los locos, right? It really right. is for someone to... Um, to find themselves and to reconnect with, 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 the, with their roots, with their, their themselves, their emotions. Right. And to know that you deserve a good quality life, like a better quality life, right. Than what you're experiencing yeah. now. Right. Um, we still need to work collectively as a community to like destigmatize this, right. To, to not be saying like, I estás bien loco, verdad? Or like stop being so dramatic. Get over right? it. Ya no llores. Get over it. Right. Yes. Oh, Ponte a limpiar. Oh, well, yes. Or like, I don't know if like a lot, I feel like a lot of parents have done this where, it, it's almost triggering for them to hear that you're going through something and then they're like oh so estás diciendo que like fue mi culpa or something yes. like <laughs> yes 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 I yes, mean yes. I'm laughing because I've I've been through things like that with you know my own parents where it's like like the not wanting to recognize and that's not healthy which is a whole other topic and that's a whole other yeah. conversation that we can have because it's really hard to navigate yeah. you know navigate that be navigate your own healing journey while you're trying to explain to your closest family members some of the things that you're experiencing without guilting them and yes. blaming them on the things right they did the best that they could right yeah but that does not mean that they didn't have a negative impact on us right wow. and so I think part of the healing process and I'll leave you with this because I can keep talking for hours I know clearly, me too <laughs> um is that when we you know, when we go through our healing process, and especially if you're new to this process, and if and you're hesitant, or you haven't started, like, I'm just going to tell you, stick to it, it's worth it. When you heal yourself, you automatically are healing those around you, right? Wow, you that's good. That. You won't know, you won't know, but you heal yourself, and you're healing those around you, right? You're teaching others how to respect you and respect your boundaries, right? Whether it's your parents, right? Whether it's your daughter, right? Um, as you heal yourself, it automatically just kind of like sprinkles all over with those that you interact. And so I think um, this is one of the most powerful ways that we can uplift our community, right? Um, and encourage other Latinos and Latinas to kind of like take ownership of your that's healing. That's so good. Daisy, like that's the perfect ending, seriously. So I feel like there needs to be a part two of this, maybe a part three. There's so many things that, and so many elements to healing, but um, thank you so much for being here. I'd love to, if you, if there's anything else on your heart to share, please do. And then just let everyone know where, where can they maybe learn more? Maybe if they're in Illinois and they want to connect with you. So just tell us where to find you. Yes. Thank you so much again for the opportunity. My heart feels so full and so warm. <laughs> and I love, I love this Spanglish version. Of this. I love it. 
Um, so yes, I uh, I forgot to mention, but I do have a private practice here in the state of Illinois. Se llama Encuentrate Counseling and Consulting. And so if you go to uh, EncuentrateCC.com, you can see the services that I offer. Um, or if you want to follow me on Instagram, that's also an opportunity opportunity for you to kind of get more psychoeducation and learn a little bit more about trauma and healing in in a culturally sensitive manner. So that is at Encuentrate CC at IG. I love that. That's genius too. Perfect marketing. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Daisy, for being here, for talking about cafecito and tacos with me. Um, guys, please go check out Daisy if you're in Illinois. I mean, wow, what an amazing person to really have, you know, just really talk to about things that you need healing from. Um, One of my favorite things about therapy is that I can tell my therapist anything and she ain't gonna go tell nobody and talk behind my back. Mm -hmm. Unless, you know, obviously I'm I'm harming myself or something. That's another story. But uh, guys, therapy is amazing. I say that in the book, like, there's no shortcuts to healing. So please don't take that shortcut. Mm-hmm. Find a therapist, heal so you can empower others. God bless you guys. Hey, Mujer, before you go, did this episode help you in any way? I'd love to know what you thought about this episode so I know what content to keep creating for you. Do me a favor, tag me in your stories on IG at the Fearless Mujer Podcast and let me know how this episode helped you. And you know that the Fearless Mujer is not just a podcast, right? It's a sisterhood. Do me a favor, share this episode with your amigas, your primas, your tias, because something powerful happens when we lift each other up and together we're truly powerful. So tag me, tag your amigas, share the link with them. And if you found value in this podcast, leave me a review on Apple because that means so much. And by the way, want to take the conversation deeper? Come join the podcast community. Go to fearlessmohead.com, click on podcast community, and let's talk about this episode. God bless.